All right. Welcome in, hockey fans in the desert southwest and everybody listening around the United States, Canada, and around the world. It is another ITHSW podcast, a special welcome back to Hockey 2020. Scott Strandy joining you from the beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. We kept up around 110 today, so that's not bad. Uh, my co-hosts are tonight Paul Hornstein, joining me from his palatial estate on Long Island, New York. And Seth Askelson joining me from somewhere in Arizona, maybe Glendale, maybe North Phoenix. But uh, we're here to talk a little NHL uh, qualifier hockey and lots of things to talk about. But welcome in, gentlemen. Paul, how are you? Seth, does he let you BS that way to about where uh, – <laughs> uh, does he let you do that? Because, uh, you know, I got to write him that rent check every month and <laughs> – you know, this is like indentured servitude or something. No, that's that's a little harsh, but um, you know, don't let him kid you. I won't. I promise. So I don't want doing? him pull fast ones on me at all. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm having fun. Uh, had my alarm set for 11 a.m. today, and uh, or uh, not 11. I actually had it set for about nine o'clock just to get up, maybe make some breakfast, do a little bit of homework. And I woke up uh, right as the clock struck 11. So I was still on time for the game, but was kind of close this morning. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm glad you got up on time because what a I missed that for the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> you missed that, Paul? <laughs> yeah, I missed that being able to get up in the morning and have a game start at 1030 or 11 o'clock in the morning. I really do miss that. I don't uh, know how they do it in Hawaii, you. but that's a little too early. But, uh, right? uh, yeah, I missed that really. I really do. All right. Well, we got a half hour jam full of excitement. So let's uh, let's quickly recap what happened uh, yesterday. We talked about it on yesterday's show, but a couple of games weren't completed, and they were exciting ones. Uh, Montreal uh, edged Pittsburgh in overtime, uh, and Calgary got a four-one victory over Winnipeg to round out uh, Saturday's play as we return to the NHL. Today, though, everything started in the desert southwest, at least for one team, the Arizona Coyotes. And Seth, you're our beat reporter, so fire away on a 4-3 victory over Nashville. Just what were your opening thoughts of uh, that, that that game, I should say? Uh, scoring three goals in, I believe it was, eight minutes. Uh, pretty good start <laughs> of the game, right? I mean, for a team who struggled to score goals, who... Uh, been in the bottom 20 of goals for per game. I mean, oh, it seems like over the last decade, it just a good sight to see. Obviously, things kind of get off the rails in the third period. You knew Nashville was going to make a push. Grabner, who struggled to stay in the lineup even when healthy during this year, was thinking about not playing, um, ends up coming up to the bubble, gets in maybe partially and due to the fact that Nick Schmaltz gets hurt in the exhibition game. Who knows? I mean, I have a feeling that Grabner would have played over Bear Hayton, who was also in the lineup today, and I think we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but it, good. It was a good start. The third period, I mean, showed why Darcy Kemper is so valuable to this team and why he's probably going to be the guy they rely on to get past not only this qualifying round, but any other future rounds they hope to play in. And um, it, it was a good effort overall. The third period, you knew Nashville was coming, but they hung on. That's all that matters. And again, as the old saying goes, they don't ask how; they just ask how many. Well, Absolutely. listen, it was a typical <laughs> game. It was a typical game, right? I mean, a typical playoff game. Uh, special teams and goaltending, and uh, the Coyotes had the edge in both of those today, and they won the game. I mean, 
that is the playoff formula. It doesn't matter what year. It doesn't matter what the teams are. It doesn't matter the talent differential on those teams on that particular day. If you win the special teams battle and you get the better goaltending, you're going to win. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's really that simple. Uh, there were a bunch of fluky goals in that game this afternoon. I think three different goals took weird bounces. Uh, a couple, I think the Coyotes got a couple of bounces and Nashville got one. But uh, Nashville got the shorthanded goal from Grabner. And no, no, no. Arizona got the shorthanded goal. Who did I Grabner. say? You said Nashville. Nashville? Oh, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> the Coyotes got. Can got, somebody yeah. write that down? Because that's the first time he's made a mistake in two years. Well, listen, it's bound to happen, right? <laughs> um, so, I mean, they 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 played the playoff formula to, to perfection, and if you go through most of these games, those that's the team that's won uh, these qualifying round games up until this point. Um, okay, so so let let me ask Seth uh, this, this question. Um, just a couple of seconds left in the opening period. It's completely dominated by the, the Arizona Coyotes, and they give up a late goal. Again. Be honest. What was going through your head when you saw that? Honestly, at that time, I wasn't that worried because, I mean, Paul had mentioned the bad bounces. The Coyotes, really, when you look at the, the three goals that went in, they were, sure, the one to start the third period bounced off of Ekman Larson went in. But when you take a closer look at that first goal at the end of the first period, that puck was stopped by Kemper, and it was about to go into the corner. But Nick Jarmelson, who was there trying to clear out the front of the crease, it actually banks off of his left kind of ankle lower shin area and goes into the net. So, I mean, at first you're like, oh, man, that's tough. Like, you don't want to give up a goal. And I mean, it doesn't change the fact how it went in changes that it's a goal or not. But it was like, okay, that was a tough bounce. You know, maybe the hockey gods are giving it back to Nashville after what happened on the other – you know, the first goal. But – I wasn't too worried. I was worried when they gave up that goal early in the third period is where I was like, okay, that's that's a concerning sign. Nashville obviously was re more ready to come out of the gates. And again, I mean, sure, a bad bounce off of Ekman Larson, but how does that happen? Nashville, you know, dominates early, gets into the zone, gets a point shot, and it goes in. And so, uh, you know, even though you're getting bad bounces, how does it happen? It happens because Nashville hits the zone, they move the puck, they get a point shot. And it finds its way in. So, I mean, not concerned about the first one, more concerned about the one to start the third period. Okay, so you know, let's uh, we'll come back to the Coyotes here in a minute. Well, Paul, you, know, do you have because, something to add to that? Well, because Montreal got a fluky goal last night, and they end up winning that game in overtime. It's not that Matt Murray played bad, but, you know, Carey Price is not likely to steal a seven game series with that talent differential. He can steal a five game series. Yeah. And you I know, think you brought that up yesterday that he can yeah. do that, and indeed he did. And by the way, I don't, I don't know if you saw this, Seth. Uh, Scott's usually driving, so he doesn't get a chance to see uh, <laughs> everything. But uh, you think they're getting a little heated up there between Calgary and Winnipeg? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know if you guys saw the comments from uh, Paul Maurice today. I did. It, That's he, what I'm he is at. not a Matthew Kachuk fan, like like as many people uh, in the West out here. Seth, I know you you and I have seen Matthew Kachuk uh, get himself into some uh, uh, unfavorable situations. Let's say, 
Yeah, and uh. I think with that, I know we're we're about the Coyotes, but I want to I want to say this really quick because I saw that play happen in real time, and I mean it, it's on the side where the the main camera is at, so you just kind of see Shifley go down into the boards, and then you know he's he's rolling around the ice. Okay, you look at you look at the hit in slow mo. Okay, sure, yeah, Kachuk skate hits you know Shifley almost kind of what happened with Matt Cook and. Uh, Eric Carlson a few years earlier, but it wasn't like Shifley was up against the board and Kachuk picked his skate up and stepped on him. Kachuk was trying to go and, and lay some physical contact with the body. He met, you know, Shifley gets out of the way. And as Kachuk is trying to change directions, he puts his skate up. And is it an unfortunate situation? Yes. And is it a penalty? Yes. You have to be in control of your body. Sure. It's a trip, right? With the skate, just like you see, if somebody gets past a, a defender and he sticks his leg, you know, kind of in trying to almost in reaction, right? You're going to get called for a tripping. Sure. Is it a penalty? Yes. But I don't think Kachuk was saw Shifley was like, I'm going to go step on his ankle. So I think Paul Maurice's comments, I know he's sticking up for his guy and I know Kachuk has a reputation, but I think, I think it's getting a little overblown here in terms of, did he do it on purpose or not? Well, and now, Winnipeg might be without Shifley and Line. Yeah, that so, would be a problem. Uh, and I picked Winnipeg, but that's not the point. Um, if, if those two guys can't play in that next game, wow, you want to talk about a mountain to climb? Wow. Oh, yeah, in a five-game series, and, they're, and they lost them for most of the, the first game and, and then not have them for maybe game two, three, or maybe even the rest of the series. It could be a uh, – a, a real a turning event for, for that series. Okay, Paul, you're on the East Coast. Philadelphia-Boston today in a round-robin game. Philadelphia-4-Boston-1. Uh, eh, summarize cares. that one for us. Honestly, who cares? I know they're reseeding everything, but seriously, who cares? All right? Uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's true that the Bruins are probably calling out our buddy Jeff Walker because they might need another goaltender after uh, – Halak's performance today, but uh, um, but who cares? Honestly, it, I know uh, to me those games are practice games. They're, they're, yeah, they're the practice well, games. Hold, hold on a minute. Try telling that to Colorado, who scored with literally no time left on the clock to uh, come back from one that was deficit and beat St. Louis just now. <laughs> Tell them that okay. means nothing because they uh, they battled it down like it was the final game of the uh, Stanley Cup final. So, oh, listen, Seth, your thought you're on playing, the round-robin game. If you're playing, you're going to play to win, but that's not the point. Right. I hear you. That, that's not really the point. I'm trying. I'm focused on, the, on, on these elimination series because that's – I mean, you see, if you got to see the first period of Columbus and Toronto, they were basically, after the first two minutes, there were gloves in everybody's face after every whistle. Okay, that wasn't happening in Colorado and St. Louis. That wasn't really happening in Boston and Philadelphia as much as I hate Philadelphia, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that's <today>. another story. <laughs> that's a different show. Um, Seth, your thoughts on, on the round-robin games that – importance in there being there's no home ice to really battle for just the change i guess in the seating uh, format I, I get what paul is trying to say and and to a certain ex extent it's correct right it, it's reseeding you're not going to you, you nobody's life is on the line a more favorable matchup 
Right. But at the same time, if you're Boston, when you got to get out of that mentality, right? So you get beat pretty good by Philadelphia. Oh, that game didn't matter. You go play Tampa. You get beat pretty good. Oh, that game didn't matter. Um, and so all of a sudden, if you treat these three games as, oh, they didn't matter, and you're not using them to actually gear up for the playoffs, what happens when you're Boston and, oh, say you run into Montreal, say you run into the Islanders? Like, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. these teams are, have been fighting for their lives for the last week and have been playing games that matter. And Boston's kind of been like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. We'll get it, you know, when we get to no, the No, no, series, no, 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 we'll no. Now, I'm not saying it doesn't matter to them. Because, like I said, okay. when, you, when, well, you put the skate, when you put the skates on, it matters to you. But in terms of my attention, <laughs> there's nothing. No, I love it. No, I, I love it. No, I get it. No, and you're right. For my attention, I don't care. But I, I think right. there is a little bit of a concern, right? Like, Tuka Rask, unfit to play, whatever. You know, I know they're using that because they don't want to – say injury and then oh all of a sudden with coat you know somebody ends up getting sick or whatever it may be they don't want to make it obvious but you know Tukarask unfit to play Yaro Halak who's had a really good two years in Boston struggled right. really mightily so that's like I'm not necessarily worried like oh Boston's gonna get the doors blown off once they start playing games that they're, matter they're, but it's they're too good like, okay well that's what we said about Tampa last year right they're too good and then they yeah, lost those games, games. Well, listen, I mean, we're not going to sit here and say it doesn't happen. But if Boston loses two of these three games, they're not eliminated. Right, but are they ready Uh, to go, right? I don't know. We'll find out. (laughs) That's true. So we only got a half-hour show, so let's uh, get off of those two. Hmm. Uh, Colorado uh, did just win the uh, contest against St. Louis for uh, a two-to-one win and two points in the round-robin part of it. Uh, Columbus and Toronto are got that in front of me right now in the second period 13:38 to go and it's still scoreless and then the game that i'm looking forward to not only because i'm a minnesota native but i'm looking forward to minnesota vancouver tonight so while toronto and columbus are going at it how is this minnesota vancouver uh series going to go paul let's start with you uh, i know well, you don't I, care I, no i don't, I don't. <laughs> no this matters these games this, the, 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 I, I, i'm looking for vancouver I picked Vancouver in five. Um, I don't know. There's just something about the wild that just never seems to click when the money's on the line. And maybe this year will be different. I don't know. But my gut tells me Vancouver. But I'm also saying five games. So uh, one bounce could, could make the difference in that series, too, if it does go five games. So... Um, you know, well, I just, you know, and and I'm shocked at you on that because apparently you don't look at that Minnesota lineup too closely and saw that our boy Nico Sturm is going to get some ice time and some pretty good ice time uh, on I the just, lineup for the Wild. Listen, <laughs> it's it's a gut feeling, you know, pure and simple. I, I hear you. Uh, All right, Paul. I, I, uh, Paul, finish up. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know, when you have close <laughs> matchups like that, it's. You know, it's it's a coin toss. Do you, uh, could I have picked Minnesota to win? Was I so in favor of Vancouver that I didn't think the Wild have a chance? No, it's like I said, five games. That means somebody's still losing two games. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, Seth, you've seen them both. Um, Minnesota, Vancouver. Who do you like? I think Vancouver's going to blow the doors off of Minnesota, and I know 
again, I'm I'm always the one that comes on the podcast and upsets all of our listeners, but I don't think <laughs> no. it's kind of along okay. the line of what Paul is saying is, you know, it, it doesn't click when the money's on the line for Minnesota. They have less talent than they've had in the past. And when you look at them this season, I mean, there's times where they, you know, the goaltending has been shaky with Devin Dubnik, and they've had to get in the track meets with different teams, which, you know, you're playing Detroit, Ottawa, you know, L.A., Anaheim, that's fine. You can get a track meet with those teams. To get a track meet with Vancouver, you might as well just pack up and, and fly back to St. Paul. Like, that's the wrong team to be getting in a track meet with. And I think Vancouver has a lot to prove. You know, they were kind of struggling. Jacob Markstrom got hurt a little bit there, and, and their playoff hopes were kind of settling on whether he was going to be ready to go or not. Um, and so I think I think Vancouver's going to be ready. I think they're going to be over. I think they're going to win in three. I, I don't think that series is going to be close for, you know, more than the first five minutes of tonight's game. Okay, let's take a quick break. Let's hear from a couple of our partners, and let's come back and let's break down the two teams that we still have playing um, in the uh, desert southwest, we got the Vegas Golden Knights playing tomorrow for their first round robin game, and we'll recap and revisit the Arizona National game in just uh, two minutes. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Go see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs. I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit use. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overnight game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day, find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S., Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. Hey, Mike here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive, too. Visit mdriveformen.com, and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. We find your prime with M-Drive. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellhoard.com. We'll bring everything to you 
on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shengdon coming back year after year. All right, we're back. Another uh, special, a uh, Welcome Back to Hockey 2020 podcast special. Nine nights in a row. We started one last night. This is show number two, so stick with us, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, a couple of things about our partners that sure I want about to throw up. And then, and then yeah, something like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So a couple of things I wanted to throw out there before I let you guys get into the last uh, portion of the show here. But uh, first of all, our partners, Belfort, fantastic. That, that Ford Escape that we've gotten is uh was fantastic 4763 miles later i can tell you comfort style the uh the onboard uh hot spot was fantastic as i was working my uh my way around the uh, united states and uh the deal was great kevin wood is, is a great salesperson so if you need a vehicle get over bell ford uh, tell them that ice time sw sent you and uh, they'll hook you up with a great deal that's number one number two is uh, our friends at Jesse Ray's Barbecue just keep coming up with great stuff. I mean, more more barbecue sauce coming your way, Paul. Um, and Good. they just keep they just keep supporting hockey like there is no other. So shout out to Jesse Ray's. Of course, Roger Klein providing us all the music. Can't argue with that. And uh, also our friends at M Drive for putting on the uh, the prize packs that we give away. And we'll have one to give away again tonight. One on every show and a few extras for the month of August as we return to hockey. Okay, got that out of the way. One last thing for, for the hockey portion of it. Austin Matthews did another video for the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, of course, if we remember back a year ago, he did a really good one last summer for the uh, new jersey unveil for the Sun Devils. So Austin Matthews making a little uh, TV time again for himself. Paul? Oh, I – okay, yeah, well, listen, uh, I like the video better he did last year. <laughs> Yeah, I figured you would. Okay. Um, Seth, I want you to jump into uh, a little bit more of the in-depth part of the, uh, the Coyotes and Nashville today because I'll tell you quickly what I saw and then you uh, give me your thoughts. I thought Barrett Hayton, for when he was out there, and he saw some ice time for a while today until really the third period, I thought he looked really good for, for a young kid. He, he was impressive to me. We already know Kemp's is, uh, is playing pretty well. And uh, I thought Phil Kessel showed that he still got something left when he doesn't have a groin injury. All right, Seth, take it away. Yeah, I think, you know, Phil Kessel gets two assists. Um, Barrett Hayden, that's one of those things where he wasn't – his name wasn't called a lot. And depending on how you see it, the way I saw it was good his name wasn't getting called a lot because it wasn't, you know, oh, Sisson steps around Hayden or Yossi steps around Hayden. Like – he was he was invisible out there in a good way. He wasn't, you know, getting into trouble. He wasn't turning the puck over. He wasn't, you know, he was playing the way he needed to play. And you know what? For a 19-year-old kid who isn't being asked to be a top center, isn't being asked to, you know, center a Taylor Hall line, like, that's fine. He played really well. Um, Phil Kessel, I think, has a lot to prove left. Uh, obviously showed up with those two assists. Kemper was great. But I think one big thing, and my biggest takeaway was this. 
I think when you look at all the playing games and the games that matter, according to Paul, it's um, <laughs> the biggest thing is <laughs> the games that are the, uh, the thing is, is when you look at those games, it's what what happens in the first 15 seconds. The, there's a huge hit laid. When you look at um, Carolina and New York yesterday, the first game of this entire thing, Brady Shea lays a huge hit. Florida laying big hits. Johnny Boychuk gets caught twice in that game. Um, you know, early in the – I believe it was the Montreal-Pittsburgh game, there was another huge hit late within the tw- first 20 seconds. What happens today? Within the first 15 seconds of the game, Taylor Hall turns a national predator parallel to the ice. Like, the, the physical intensity is picking up. It's good for the Coyotes. Uh, and, and Seth, they have Seth to let, me catch you, let me catch you on this one. That wasn't just a natural predator. That was uh, Roman Yossi. <laughs> That's right. And you're right. It was Roman Yossi. Is, but with that, you have to continue to play that way. And I know it's not sustainable over 60 minutes of a high-intense hockey game, which is fine against the Nashville Predators. But if you match up against a team that likes to get physical, oh, let's say the St. Louis Blues, uh, Vegas, who on their, bo- you know, on their bottom six likes to get a little rough, if you lay a hit like that early in the game – Vegas and St. Louis aren't going to be like Nashville where they just are kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. No, they're going to start taking it to you physically for the next 59 minutes. So if I like the way they're playing. I like the physicality. But I think they also got to know, hey, if we're going to be laying hits like that, we're going to have to continue to, to play physical. And sometimes that doesn't always work for the Coyotes. Well, I yeah, thought that the, the, Go ahead, Paul. The, 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 that, that top line today, uh, not just – with putting points up on the board, uh, I, I think in spots when it looked like Nashville was going to try and get back in the game, I thought that that line of Hall, Kessel, and Dvorak played pretty darn well in kind of riding the ship a little bit. Uh, so you got some uh, special teams play. You got the guys that you traded for to be in that spot to play up to what they're supposed to. And clearly at this point, they have the goaltending advantage. So uh, uh, there really weren't too many negatives for the Coyotes today, other than the fact that Nashville uh, got those two goals very quickly coming out of the locker room. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And I think that was a scary thought for every uh, Coyote fan. Um uh, What I saw, and I'm going to wrap this up and quickly jump into Vegas because I know we're running out of time, but um, – what I saw from Taylor Hall today, one of three things came to my head, Seth, and tell me what you thought on this one. Um, I thought, one, he's either playing for that next big contract with somebody else as a free agent. He really likes being Coyote, and he wants to re-sign, and he's uh, enjoying the playoffs. Or that's just kind of hockey player he is. So uh, so quickly on that one, Seth, what, what one of the three did you think you saw on Taylor Hall today? Um, I think I saw – a mix. I saw a mix of one and two, but for sure three. He likes playing in the playoffs. What hockey player doesn't like playing in the playoffs, right? But for him, I think he likes being here. I don't think he lies when he says he likes being here. If he didn't like being here, he wouldn't have went on that dinner with the owner, with you know the team president. And I know, you know, obviously we know what happened with Chaika in the end. But I think if he didn't want to be here, he wouldn't be at least entertaining those dinners. Um, He's playing for his next big contract, no matter where it is. So I think that's why, you know, he picked up the intensity. But this is a guy who was a number one overall pick, 
as a part of the Edmonton Oilers who were supposed who were building this supposed dynasty to get back to the 80s where they're going to have all these top forwards and they're just going to outscore everybody. And he's played in four playoff games in his entire career and it was for the New Jersey Devils. So I think he's just <laughs> excited to be in this position, a position where he has he thought he was going to be in a lot in his career. And in reality, he's been there for four games. So I think he's just excited to be back and hopefully he continues that motivation all and it really okay. does uh, come at his feet, doesn't it? I mean, for the Coyotes to have any chance at all, him and, and, and Kessel have to earn their money. I mean, as, as the big money guys outside of uh, Oliver Edmund Larson uh, on that team, if the Coyotes are going to have any chance at all, because you still have to score. As great as your goaltending has to be, you can't win nothing-nothing. And don't, yep. those guys – Good point. You know, th- those guys have to be at the top of their game if the Coyotes are going to have any chance. Okay, Vegas Golden Knights fans, I promise you, we will give you a lot more time tomorrow when you play your first game in the round robin against the Dallas Stars. It's going to be uh, it's exciting. Uh, we know Vegas is ready to play. We know they've got two great goaltenders and a lot of experienced uh, forward and their defense may be the little bit of the suspect if there is a suspect part of their roster but i promise you tomorrow night we will get into a lot more vegas uh, talk as we're running out of time right now and i know paul's got about a 10 minute read to get through uh (laughs) by the way i mean uh, not that i want to flip-flop myself here (laughs) but i mean if you were gonna watch these round robin games uh those are the two series to watch Philadelphia, Boston, yeah. eh. uh, you know, and, uh, it, it, and, you know, the Eastern Tide. This, this doesn't even, I can't even remember who the other <laughs> Capitals and, um, and who And the Lightning, right? It was Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. Yeah. Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um, you know, those matchups are, eh. There, but at least the two in the Western Conference are a little on the sexy side. Yeah. Yep, I would agree with you 100%. Okay, so let's quickly wrap things up with a recap of what happened today in game or day two of the return to the NHL. Arizona 4, Nashville 3, Philadelphia 4, Boston 1, and Colorado with a late goal, and I mean late. Uh, it was viewed for several minutes, but a 2-1 victory uh, over St. Louis. Columbus, Toronto, I believe, are still scoreless uh, heading into the third period, and uh, Minnesota, Vancouver will come on a little later. Tomorrow we got a full slate of uh, games again, and we'll be back at 6 p.m. Pacific time to recap everything. Um, gentlemen, the, thanks, the for, NHL, thanks for the run. Seth, I don't know. You probably feel the same way. I, it, it's, I don't want the season to start in December, but having these, these, these games and these long marathon days like this, I don't have to get up in the morning. This is awesome. This is great. I don't care how many overtimes they have, right? Yeah. Bring it on, yeah. Baby. I mean, it's uh, it's nice, but when we all actually have to go back to work by the time December goes around, <laughs> I don't know if anybody's going to be watching uh, 11 a.m. hockey games, and I'm not sure NBC's going to be too impressed. Well, no, I meant the playoffs. <laughs> oh, I know, but if you know if, they, if they're going to do another bubble situation for the regular season which i don't think they will but no. if they end up having to cuz they want to start on time like i don't know how many <laughs> how many days they well yeah i mean i i i think they'd have to switch it up uh for the start of whenever the next regular season is 
But uh, I like, you know, I, I, in terms of just isolation and of itself, having these games start at noon or two o'clock in the afternoon and going all day, this is this is this is this is great for me. I like I said, I don't have to get up at four thirty in the morning. And and not only. Not only is it great, but it's playoff hockey, so the intensity is huge. I mean, I'm watching yep. as we're talking, and uh, this, this is a battle between Toronto and Columbus. I uh, uh, texted back and forth with uh, Kenny McCudden, who's the one of the assistants for Columbus today, and and just uh, he was all worked up over today. He he couldn't wait to get to the action. And just a quick tease for tomorrow night's uh, professional hockey Southwest Weekly. We will have uh, our friend Steve Potvin coming on. I. I chatted with him a little bit on text today, too. He said he didn't want to tell me too much because he was afraid he might jinx him, but uh, looking forward to hearing him tomorrow night. Paul, take it away, and uh, and let's get this done. All right. Welcome back to Hockey 2020 on the Ice Time HockeySW.com network. is brought to you by Belfort, presenting partner of the Sunday special. It's summertime, and hockey's back. Come to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix to check out our summer truck and SUV sale. Get the bar stocked for your playoff run with Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and find your bottle. Buy summer skates. Show off your playoff passion in style with koozies and shower shoes personalized or with your favorite player's name and number at SummerSkates.com. Buy Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Call them at 1-702-541-5546. Championship taste for a championship run. JesseRaysBarbecue.com. And by M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You. Trying to watch all the games. M-Drive for energy, stamina, and recovery. Welcome back to Hockey 2020. And all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and the iHeartRadio app. Welcome back to Hockey 2020. And all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Ah, well done. And we have one last thing to, uh, one last thing to cover, I should say. Here is the, uh, the way to win yourself an M-Drive pack, which is a great pack. Look at the uh, drawstring backpack, a month's supply of their new M-Drive start, and also a uh, shaker bottle to mix your, uh, your M-Drive start up. Here it is, folks. Um, the Vegas Golden Knights, which we haven't too much attention to right now because uh, they haven't played yet, but they will tomorrow, had two players do a uh, ad for Verizon using the iPhone 11 Pro. What two players were those that did the ad? If you've been watching the playoffs, you've seen the Verizon ads, I'm sure, or you can look it up on, uh, on the app or uh, Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or wherever you want to find it. But which two players from Vegas Golden Knights were involved in that commercial that was shot at City National Arena? Uh, tweet it to me at IcetimeSW, and uh, we will get you an M-Drive pack to uh, to get you off right every day with M-Drive Start. Big thank you to uh, Seth Askelson for joining us tonight, our Coyotes beat reporter, and Paul Ornstein, our uh, Mr. Everything, we pick him up in everything that we can do, but definitely our college uh, hockey sports weekly uh, show with the uh, Arizona State Sun Devils. And to, uh, the one we never give any credit to is our producer, Terry Strandy, who's back in Minnesota doing babysitting duty and also doing the show for us. So shout out to Terry for putting it all on for us. And uh, uh, she's going to slap me over the head because we're six minutes late, but that's okay. She's in Minnesota and I'm in Arizona right now. So that slap won't come for about a month. 
Yeah, you'll get it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, folks. Tune again we'll see you Tuesday. For, uh, for a double show, we have a, a 6 p.m. Uh, special podcast and a 7.30 professional hockey Southwest weekly. Good night with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro. Thank <laughs> you.